Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Barbara and Declan have taken a, 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 a welcome break from their busy um, routine of gossiping to each other to come into the studio for half an hour. Gossiping. Uh, gossiping. Well, we gossiping. It's we were networking. Just... It's called networking. Networking. Yes. yes. So okay. Discussing it. life. <laughs> discussing life. Yeah, it's not gossiping. <laughs> Never. Sorry. Never. <laughs> Touchy. Right, okay, right, we'll uh, move on to uh, some of the problems that have been sent in uh, for them to solve. Lads, says this person. Lads. Lads. The way my... uh, That's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Lads, the way my girlfriend acts on social media really pisses me off. Uh, She posts stuff that is annoying, a bit stupid and all round insufferable. The worst part about it is that she's not like that in person. I want to break with the social media version of her and not the actual person. Am I playing with fire by mentioning this to her? It's getting to the stage that people are slagging me for how she's acting. Ooh. I want to break with the social media version of her and not the actual person. He's going out with the actual person. He's not going out with the social media person. Um, And again, like, you know, this has come up before. I'm often like, I always think it's gas when people get to the last line of the letter and it's all about how other people's reactions to this situation that really worries them, I think. Like that other people are slagging him off because his girlfriend on social media is not how she is in real life. Or he could be saying, like, I'm not the only person who feels this way. Mm. Uh, I, but he's saying that people are slagging him. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, so I think that's that's the difference. But um, look, at nobody's social media persona is real. Like most people only post happy, kind of happy, happy, smiley stuff. They don't post the messiness of real life. So he's not going out with the social media version of her. He's going out with the real version of her. And I mean, I don't think there's anybody actually anymore. I, I, I can see you smirking now and I know I'm, I'm walking myself into that, some that, kind of trap It's not the real me that's smirking. It's my internet. Oh, it's your social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, you know, I think as lot as as my brilliant mammy used to say, I think, you know, fool yourself all you like, but don't, you know, fool everybody around you rather all you like, but don't mm. fool yourself. So as long as she knows that, that what, she's, post- yes. there, that what yeah. she's putting forward as this is me, this is my life on social media is not really real. Mm. Um, I, then I think, you know, that's fine. But I think most people, especially I'm assuming because everybody else is younger than me, I'm sure that this couple are, are young. Um like, nope, does it do? I mean, young people are way more savvy about these kind of things than I am. So and I think they all know that it's not real. Unless you're on Be Real. That's real. <laughs> and even that's probably yeah. not real. It's you just don't another know what B-real is. sort of. Yeah, yeah. I know what A real is. Love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I don't read really, this. Isn't his problem, question like. is, though, am I playing with fire by mentioning this to her? Now, at the same time, when you might say uh, uh, most young people would know, ah, yeah, it's not that real. But if you say to an individual person, what the, the, the image of you, yourself that you're projecting on social media is a fake one, that's kind of maybe a bit offensive. Um, she might find that insulting. You see, yeah, I think they, it depends. He says by mentioning it to her. I think if yeah. he mentions it carefully, yeah. he might be all right. But certainly if he hits her between the eyes with you're a big fake, that might yeah. not go down that well. So, so yeah. are you saying that are you saying that everything that people do on social media is fake? Or are you saying that people are on social media don't want to know that what they're doing is fake? Or are you saying Both. it's real? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. See, I think that what's happened is that I get it that in a certain level, on certain platforms, particularly in their early stages the idea of kind of presenting a very kind of tightly curated version of yourself was very much kind of what people 
did. You know, oh, here's my lovely meal. Here's a lovely picture of me standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. This is whatever. I get that. But I also think that people are, are now sophisticated enough to know in more about it, that they're actually looking at you, not you, Barbara, or me, or I mean, one, looking at one and yes. saying that the stuff that I'm seeing on the internet is an actual person who is sophisticated enough to know that they are curating a feed and they're so deliberate that they're actually deciding yeah. to make this the thing. This is the front version of them that they're forwarding. And so therefore, that's what people mock. People mock the idea that you should know better, but now you're putting up this kind of version of you. We all do it gently. That's, we yeah. all do it slightly gently with social media. They kind of go, oh, I saw the thing, you know, look at you, you know, whatever you were doing. There's a certain element of um, social kind of shenanigans that people do whether it's in the real world or online to yeah. kind of push people back into their box they kind of say the odd thing to control people and what's happening here now is that this guy in real life is having comments that people are making about social media affect him he's kind of being prodded by stuff that doesn't really affect him like it doesn't really affect and it also doesn't affect anybody I mean like none of us have to none of us have to be honest if social media annoys you don't be honest if people annoy you on social media stop following them like so you know why is he getting slagged about what she does I think there's a bit there's a few more pressures involved in the whole thing it's a bit more complicated than that but yeah I do agree with you but I do think that when it comes to social media especially for women there are certain things that can be done and said to them to, to mess with their self esteem whereas lads don't tend to, the guys don't tend to get that as much they're a bit more oh, well, yeah. you know in that Which kind of like vibe, life Declan, that's no, like no, life. That's what, that was what my point was. My <laughs> yeah. point is, is that some of those kind yeah, of like, don't do more. that, do this. So therefore, sometimes being a version of yourself online that might be a, a bit of a push to be in in the real world is just easier. It's easier to do it online. It's easier to be a yeah. bit more outspoken. It's easier to to put a selfie up, for example, where you're going, you know, felt cute, might delete this later. That kind of stuff. Whereas you walk out of your house acting like you think like your hair is doing nice today in the real world. Someone's going to tell you very quickly, you know, to, you know, get, get a hold of yourself there, Claudia. <laughs> so from that point of view, I think, I think, you know, it's, I think that this guy just needs to just not say anything. I think, you know, it's not, is it really affecting you? What's really telling in his letter is that he didn't mention one example. Not one example. Not one. That was the thing. Now, yeah. the, the word insufferable. Yeah. Uh, leapt out at me. But, 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 but not one example. Not one example. No, but it, it just struck me that he's looking, uh, he's saying she's not like this in real life, but he's also on the other hand. Obviously, he follows her on her social media things and he's looking at that and he goes, I don't like that woman. Uh, but I like that woman. Or is there, is what he's really edging towards is that he doesn't like her? Because, they, you know, the okay, it's, it's social media is kind of curated, uh, um, but that doesn't make it necessarily untrue. It's an aspect yes, of art that he doesn't like. Okay, but yeah. say, for example, he was to walk into her at a work meeting and she's having, she's using her indoor voice to tell the staff how to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. He mightn't like that version of her either. Yeah. You know, you don't get to just, you know, just because you're in a relationship with somebody, that's a, you know, it's a bilateral thing with that, with that person in what they're allowing you to see and what you're allowed to see and what you're giving them. You don't get to know what they're like with their friends. You don't get to know what they're like in, in workplace unless they share also, that with like, you. Also, like, he's not responsible for her social media uh, uh, no. shenanigans, as you say. But he's, so, let, like, he's letting other people's is, opinions affect him. Yeah, exactly. So, which I mean, is a you know, kind of proprietary slagging, thing. That's the kind exactly, I'm talking about. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's it's exactly. It's like, come yeah. on. Yeah. So, and I, I also do think that, like, for example, you know, when people are using that, you know, he's not being spoken to her by her the way she 
might speak yes. to our children. Yeah. You know, because it's all, you know, we all have personas for yeah. the way we handle certain types of situations. Sometimes the, 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 the gap between those personas are massive. And really nobody, once you're in a committed relationship for any length of time, probably that person is the person who, after a while, will actually be possibly the only person who seals the real you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with oh all God, your, you know, that's depressing. Yeah, so you know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody else sees the absolute real side of somebody unless they're living closely um, with somebody for a, a good period of time. Which gets we it. all put a face on to the world, as you say. Yeah. And that face changes depending on the audience that we're talking to, but as that, you say. that face, that, that, that persona that we put on to the world is also something that's very important for how society yeah. works. Because if everybody acted the way they do when they're sitting on a couch, sitting beside the person that they're living with, <laughs> we don't know yeah. No, but at the same time, like, and I, I over the years, have interviewed uh, um, um, psychologists. Like the, the the studies of the human personalities that we don't have one personality. We have yeah. maybe five or six personalities yeah. depending on the situations that yeah. we find ourselves in. But they do intersect. They're like yeah. the Olympic oh, yeah. rings. Yes. You're a recognizable yeah. person. He seems to be saying he doesn't recognize the person on social media. That she's quite different. Now, either that is actually, defa- you know, um, um, true. Or he doesn't know as well. He doesn't know as well. He think he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm leaning towards the latter. I'm leaning towards he doesn't actually like her. But you know I the way. Yeah, know. I mean, that's sometimes I though. I mean, he says she posts stuff that is annoying, a bit stupid, and then he goes Suffer- <laughs> and yeah. all around insufferable. Yeah. Um, and the worst part is that she's not like that in person. But like, what I don't get is why is he watching her social media all the time if it's annoying him. Like, stop watching well, he that. Yeah, argue yeah. that he's been told by. He probably argued by some lad down in the butcher said to him, Oh, I saw what your missus put up online. Oh, look, she's got the, you know, she lost a run of herself. Hasn't she buying stuff on ASOS or whatever it is? And yeah. you're okay, you know, is that really embarrassing? Oh, is that, you know? You, but, should, you could talk to my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did he sign the letter? <laughs> yeah. I like the whole uh, gone to the butcher scenario for yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he should shut his mouth or. He really should shut his mouth. Uh, yeah. And break stop. up with her. Just, yeah, relax. No, not break up with her. No, but if you he know, likes the real her. That's the only her he needs to worry about. But he's allowed to kind of have an opinion about oh, he's what she's to have saying. An opinion. So, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you, know. you know, and I mean, I think if he mentions it, he can certainly mention it to her. As you say, he's entitled to have an opinion. And you know, but he can't control her social media. If you know, in this imaginary butchers, if somebody did say <laughs> to him, "I saw what X put online," blah blah blah, that person isn't slagging you. That person is commenting yes. on somebody that's nothing really to do with you. But again, it's You're, a propri- pro- yeah, how so do I say that? Yeah. Proprietorial kind of nature of sometimes. Yeah, and so from that point of view, though, you go, you go well. He, either he takes that personally, or he puts that in the bag in the bin where it belongs, and then actually just says he could casually say to Take her, "Oh, her. somebody has something, yeah. you know, to say about your thing. You know, does she care? If not, then where's yeah, the problem? Exactly." Mm. If he wants to break up with the social media version of his girlfriend, just unfriend her and tell her you are taking a break from all social media and join a BDSM club. No cameras are allowed. (laughs) Uh, Wrong, wrong, wrong. People are so fake on social media. This fella is just calling it out. Uh, Says another texter. Saw an Instagram person once. Her boyfriend took photos for 10 minutes. She checked, then went back for more. Saw them over the next hour or two. And that was his life. Photos didn't look like great fun. That sounds like it's kind of almost professional. Sorry, hang on. I did that for my passport. Yeah. Do you no, know what but I mean? no, but I mean, like, like there were like hundred photographs. Like influencer people yeah. will go to the Great Pyramids yeah, and then exactly. they spend yeah. the whole time taking but pictures trying to get there. that. Like we know that that's yeah. what they're doing. 
Yeah. But yeah. It's also, it, is also, it is also the currency that social media trades in, yeah. which is everybody showing their hashtag best life. Yeah. And I, I do real. think that most younger people are, really, are a little bit more sophisticated I and they've moved on from that kind of, they know what is being served up to them, including how unreal or false yes. some of the information and images are. That said, I think that when people get sucked into the life of the influencer, that can be re- can be a depressing thing to be spouse of influencer. That can be, sorry, sorry yes. Barbara, looking at me like I'm talking about Infla spouse. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that. Uh, <laughs> People behave with less self-restriction on social media, says this texter, but, yeah. they don't, but they don't change themselves. So it is an unfiltered version of themselves. If he doesn't like what he sees of his girlfriend online, then he's got a glimpse of aspects of her that he hasn't seen in real life. Yet, it's an early sign that they are incompatible. And if I were him, I would leave the relationship now. Uh, Good God. Uh, wow. Paul says, I have a friend who majorly overshares on social media, right down to their intermarital problems and their solutions to videos of their ice bath drinking and real time commentary of their nights out with unwilling participants featured in the videos and live streams. It's nauseating. Uh, says Paul. Somebody else says, "In the rever- I'm uh, the reverse of this. I had to do some social media stuff for work. I know I come across as a wanker at times and I can understand <laughs> if people who know me are embarrassed when they see it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you do then. Self-knowledge is a very valuable thing. That, that is, yeah, in fairness. No, uh, uh, good for them. Uh, right, <laughs> I, I'm a single woman in my early 40s and I've done some fertility testing lately and it's been confirmed that even if I wanted to have a baby using a sperm donor, it is highly unlikely I'd uh, be a mother. My siblings, on the other hand, are all, all parents. I've 12 nieces and nephews ranging from early 20s to a toddler and I've always loved being their aunt. However, now that I know I'll never have my own kids, I'm really struggling to be in their company. I get very jealous of their closeness. My heart pains when I see the smallies snuggle into their parents in the evenings, knowing I'll never experience that. I made excuses for two recent family occasions, but that didn't feel right either because I knew I was missing out and it made me feel lonelier. Have Barbara and Declan any advice on how to get over this feeling? Oh, this this really kind of, yeah. you know, this is a, this is a sad one. Um, you know, as somebody who doesn't have children myself, I kind of, I relate to this in so many ways. It's something that I had to kind of come to terms with myself in my own life, the fact that it was likely that I wouldn't have children. Um, I see it for younger gays around me that, you know, that that situation has changed a lot and I can see the joy and the happiness that it's given to them. And even that will kind of, you know, uh, tweak at the the remnants of the kind of grieving I've had over that whole thing. Because it is like a grieving process. It's you're, 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 you're trying to come to terms with a pathway in life that isn't going to happen. That you know, it's like a dream that's kind of just turned to, to sort of dust in your hands, and that's a really, really difficult, hard thing to deal with. And it's while it's something that is shared with many people, including myself. This is about this person that wrote the letter. This is their life, and it's about how they feel and about what they're going through. And I think in that context, this person has to remember to be really kind to themselves about how they're feeling, because ultimately they're processing this. How long will yeah, that processing yeah. ha- work for? I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, one day you're going to wake up and go, you know, oh, I'm glad that happened, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, that might never, you might never emotionally get over the idea that, that, that you've lost out in that in that aspect of your life that you had hopes for. But that's not to say that you won't fill your life with many things that give you great joy and happiness and 
and success and wealth and riches and friends on the internet. <laughs> yes. You can't stop watching your content. Um, but from that point of view, I think, look, you're comparing yourself to other people's lives. I think you just have to take a bit of ownership over your own journey. You know things now that you didn't know before, which helps you plan for a different future than the one that you might have been planning for thus far. Um, and again, you know, if you don't want to be around your family because the kids make you feel unhappy, you're entitled to make that choice and don't. But as you've already kind of seen, you kind of backtrack off that really because you realise that, yeah. you know, that's not necessarily the solution to what you're looking for. Um, I think there are a lot of people who are in the same position as you. I've mentioned that already. I do think this is a you solely issue, but there are people who are be, I'm sure, willing yeah. to talk to you about that. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, all I'm really saying is it's a really, really sad scenario to find yourself in. Um, be kind to yourself. Life is long and beautiful in many ways that don't have to include that. Yeah, I, yeah. Gosh, I don't think yeah. I can. I don't think I can um, add a whole lot to that because that was very eloquently put, and I would agree. And that was exactly where I was going. I would agree with most of it. I mean, I think um, what this woman is is coming to terms with is a tough reality to come to terms with, and I don't think it's something like you said that she's going to. There's no quick fix. Yeah. Um, for her to that we could offer her that was going mm, to make mm. her feel better. There's no perspective we can give her that she's suddenly going to go. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, like now I'm fine. Because as you say, anything that happens to you in life, and 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 this is a particular particularly difficult one um, where, you know, you assume your life is going to unfold in a certain way and then some reality happens that makes you realise, oh, God, it's not going that way. It's actually going this way over here. Um, that that That's a big adjustment to make anyway. But I, I absolutely um, agree with what you said about then. There's a grieving process as well for the imagined future that you just kind of assumed that you were going to have. And now this new reality. And obviously she's, you know, this 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 um, the, the fertility testing that she's had done relatively recently means that it's a recent thing for her mm. to have been given this news kind of fairly definitively that it's very unlikely that she's she's going to become a parent. Um, and that's hard. And and obviously at the moment and, and like what you said, she needs to be kind to herself and she needs to give herself the time to 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 get used to this um, and, and to experience and to be open about the fact that this reality is making her feel sad and making her feel lonely. The only thing I would say to her is that I think it might be an idea. Now, it might be still a bit early to do this. She might need another little bit of time. But to talk to her siblings about how she's feeling um, so that they understand why that if she needs to step back from family occasions, you know, that they'll give her the space and the time to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would echo what you said, Declan, I think to 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 uh, to be kind to yourself and to give yourself that time, because as you also said, you know, life will unfold perhaps in, in another way that you hadn't anticipated, but it will have lots of, as you say, pockets of lots of happiness and lots of joy. And I mean, the obvious one is the freedom of not having children, which is is, <laughs> is quite a big one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean that in all levels, you know, financial freedom as yeah. well as all the other types of freedoms. But, you know, you will... You you know, it's like any kind of bereavement. You don't get over it, but you, you live with mm. it and it becomes less of this big thing, you know, that, that if you think about it, OK, it'll make you sad. But it's not something that's to the forefront of your life all the time. I do. I just think because I'm obviously as a man, this is a kind of a bit that I'm not I'm not personally familiar with. But I would imagine that the kind of biological imperatives and all of the kind of hormonal stuff that's going on is adding to that. And that's something that with time yes. will diminish and it will change. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole thing is kind of, I mean, like, again, like it is that, you know, children are lovely, 
<laughs> Being able to give away a whole one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, from someone who ha- also had an infertility journey, I'm sorry to say you will never get over it, uh, says this person. Sometimes it's easier than other times and certain things will trigger more intense feelings. Personally, I take it on a case-by-case basis and allow myself to opt in or out yeah. of social gatherings yeah. as I feel able. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm guessing it's one of these things that varies widely from person to person and the circumstances. Now, the person who wrote in just had tests, but say if you've gone through, you know, multiple IVF cycles or, you know, even further along that yeah. and uh, a child didn't result, you know, that be a lot of disappointment and crushing heartbreak as well. Because when you're focused on these things and you want something to happen so much, it's like you're having it snatched away. Yeah, devastating. And then I think once you, I mean, again, I'm I'm imagining because I don't know, um, thankfully, but um, I would imagine once you get over the initial shock of thinking, okay, I'm never going to be a parent and and all the the, the grief and and the sadness and loneliness comes with that. I think then what happens as you get older is you start to look in the future and go, oh, my God, I'm on my own. Do you know, um, like when you when you don't have children. So I think that uh, she has stepped back at the moment from family gatherings because she's finding them difficult. That's absolutely okay. But I would say talk to your siblings and that you will probably get back into being able to deal with those scenarios. And that's Mm. really important because your nieces and nephews are hugely important uh, to those relationships. I'd I'd wonder about telling the siblings. It depends on what the siblings are like. Because you can inject a, a, a kind of a discomfort. Here, have a go on little Tommy kind of thing, which will make you feel more. And it, also you know. because, you know, part of the, the privilege yeah. of of just unthinkingly having children and marching along with life without any of the kind of the obstacles is that you maybe don't have to think about it so much. So having, you know, the sibling come up and have, wanting to have this kind of, you know, abstract conversation about the idea of having children is a, is a lot. And some, some families aren't able to digest that kind of stuff. Oh, gosh. Mm. Well, I mean, that would be very sad if that was the case. But yeah. I would think that most people who have, you know, kind of, as you say, just assume they'd have kids and have kids and popping along aren't going to react by just saying oh yeah have a go of mine like I'm fed up with them like they're a pain in the arse <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean people, sometimes people with children find it hard to imagine what it's like for people Not. who don't yes, have you children know, I know. to imagine kind of that but, I, mean, I, mean, but I also yeah. think and particularly women I think yeah. would yeah. have a level of empathy about the fact that yeah. she would like to have children because you see until she says it they may be assuming she never wanted to have kids anyway, so it's no big deal. Yeah. So I think until you say it, you say, look, I'm really sad about this because now I know I'll never have children and I'm very sad. I think most people would be kind of, you know, would understand that and give her the space and the support um, to come to terms with that. Yeah. Just hope a lot of people also should be said, uh, texting, uh, speaking about surrogacy or adoption, uh, which presumably is still uh, is still a possibility. She said she thought it was too expensive, though. I mean, oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. expensive. Oh, it is very. Well, yeah. adoption. Uh, is yeah. the same price as having a child given birth to well, a child. Well, that's true. Yeah. But Over, there's very yeah. few children for adoption, I think, in Ireland now, is there? Uh, it's it's more difficult. And I think yeah. a lot of the time you, you, you're talking about overseas adoption, yeah. which can, which, which obviously then is expensive. does. Expensive. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, good point. Uh, right. Uh, we'll move on to a third question. Something quite different. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my mid 30s. I think I have a fetish for feet. I'm so drawn to them and this time of year is a nightmare for me. I keep staring at people's sandals and flip-flops and getting aroused by their toes. Even a cracked heel on the person walking up the stairs ahead of me turns me on. Doesn't it even have to be women's feet? Even a man's foot is attractive, even though I'm not bi or gay. 
but are you? I've never uh, been with anyone that was comfortable with me enjoying their feet. So it's all been uh, always been something I've had to smother. I know foot fetishes are a thing, but it's a desire I can't squash. Is this normal? <laughs> this is why I love doing this slot because it makes me think of things that I generally have never ever thought about before and it also right. gives my Google search history on my computer yeah. at home a very interesting kind of a, a footprint um, I, like I actually until this and I had to think about it I wasn't sure that foot fetishes was actually a real oh, thing oh no it's a huge thing uh, yeah. I mean I'm old enough to remember the front page photos of Fergie do you remember having her toes sucked by the yes. uh, Texan billionaire or whatever that was <laughs> Scandalous, I think, in the 80s. Um, And I mean, you know, personally, um, I would have absolutely no kind of um, appreciation for the aesthetic of anybody's feet, my Mm -hmm. own included. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I'm the woman. Not even a sexy bunion. (sighs) I'm even afraid to go for a pedicure because I'd be mortified asking. And I mean, my feet aren't that bad. Like, but I just would be. uh, No, I just. I think feet are just generally the least attractive (laughs) part of a a human body. And ears. Yeah. Feet and ears. Like if they said in the morning, everyone's feet had to be cut off, as long as it were an alternative (laughs) for walking, wouldn't bother me in the slightest. No, I appreciate my feet. I mean, and you know, I appreciate the job they do and all. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But I can't (laughs) understand. Yeah. Yeah, I can't understand that connection between being turned on and feet. No. But, so, I did if she Google keeps search. clogs on, I'm happy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, but I did do a Google search and I was fascinated to find this. One in seven people have fantasised about feet in a sexual way at least once in their lives. Wow. One in seven. Um, and then there's a, a research, uh, a, a prominent researcher who, uh, called Wilder Penfield, who established the body <laughs> oh, image yeah, that's map a real name. in the 1950s. <laughs> and he said, listen to this, that the sensory perception for our feet is located directly adjacent to the sensory perception area for our genitalia which can explain the sexual fascination many people experience with feet that's you're all mad. very welcome yeah. okay. so the answer go. to the question is you just it's not like abnormal appendages. yeah it's no. just you know you're yeah as to what you're going to do about it I honestly don't don't know you need to find somebody else who's I did interview somebody that. recently like there's things <laughs> There's actual sex acts that involve feet that you can do that re- require a bit of skill, obviously. Wow. But, but like it, a... Yeah. Like you can use your feet to do stuff to people. Now. I just... Whatever you're doing, I just don't confuse the idea of somebody that likes feet with being a pedophile because that's a different thing and that's really important. I read that. I typed that into my browser and I was getting the wrong thing. So anyway, sorry about that. Last okay. <laughs> okay. That's well, what? We, Where are we going now? No, I'm no, lost we just, we just, yeah, we just leave a pause there <laughs> for that yeah, joke to go and die. We're, we're absolutely deserving. That just comes. Yeah. Okay. How is he oh, going? Yeah. The question this fella has, though, is how we'll is he going to be complaints for that one? I'm really sorry. That was a very bad yeah. pun. Anyway, the, how is he going to find somebody who shares his? Ah, fetish? there must be some online online forum, apps. Uh, yeah, people who like because it's not like a grisly one particularly. It's no, no, it's it's. It's gruesome, though. Yeah. It's a bit gruesome. People are into what they're oh, into, and fetishes are like. Would just, you be into feet? Then? No, I hate my own feet, so yeah. I kind of like. But you hate his feet as well. You wouldn't ever like be like, oh, let me. No, but I don't. I don't I'd like. I don't think is though. Go back you're to what focusing I... onto the onto an area is 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 focusing onto a specific area. That's no, but like do you like... like a foot massage? Yes, you see. Mm. I quite like a foot yeah. massage as well, but like I don't. That yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know where well, I was maybe going with that. Either. That's a foot massage, but that's like having a fetish about shoulders. You yeah, know, you okay. wouldn't. Yeah, or hands, um, really. Like, yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Often it's the press, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, you know, when you see those things where, you know, they, they get the memoir of a geisha and because they're so covered up, it's their wrists used to be considered to be quite oh, sexy. Right, and okay. You know, yeah. Like, you know. Somebody's texting to say, ask that person, would she play with my feet for a few hours? I'd only love that. It's a, it's a fella. Uh, so how do you feel about that? But he's not gay or boy. Uh, nothing wrong with feet fetish. <laughs> you enjoy it. Foot jobs, toe sucking, enjoy life. Uh, yeah, whatever you're into, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, is it normal? Yeah, is it nice. everybody? No, <laughs> well, no. no it doesn't, doesn't mean everybody has to be oh. into it. You see, you'd wonder now, is it because what he seems to be saying is just like the, the he likes looking at feet. I Does think he, he's more I, afraid. Is it like turned, things with Yeah, no, he gets yeah. turned on by it. So, like, obviously... Yeah, okay. Like, is that would, it? He would imagine doing more than that if he got the opportunity. Reckon? Okay. I reckon that's where he's going there. There I must be some sort of online foot oh, forum for Ireland. But where you can meet other feet. People are... <laughs> That's <laughs> with bodies Don't attached to them. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a that one earlier Don't on. Don't send them off that road again. No. Jay's the Mac. Jay's the Mac. Uh, yeah. But you know, there's a reason why he like smells and you know, oh, paving your toenails. You know. All yeah, that but that, goes, that holds down for other parts of the body as well. Well, that's a shower true. beforehand is always a good idea. Yeah, some so particularly like, feet. Some people yeah, like sweatiness, though. That's oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I'm not, not, not when it comes to feet, though. Well, some people that's what they're into. They're into the whole like kind of the messiness feet. of it, and yeah, because yeah. it's a kind of a it's like a like it's a connection between some kind of thing. They, I think, often though, when people get a bit fixated on liking a certain thing, then they worry that somebody else is going to either shame them or laugh at them because of that. Then it just becomes a bigger thing in their head. So my advice would be: there's nothing weird about wanting to touch your partner. Could he buy feet. a foot online that he could use? No, that's just you know, weird. like a sex doll. Like, oh, a, buy, like a, I just like an inflatable sex foot. foot. Yeah. Yes. That's like a great idea. Being from the from the Monty Python foot. Yeah. <laughs> the huge foot. It's a great business idea for somebody. Oh, no. It would be. A blow-up foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barbara and Declan, uh, thank you both very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.